And now it's time for another Power Play Post Show interview exclusive. And welcome back, everybody, to the Power Play Post Show. I'm very excited to have this gentleman on. And got to obviously get to know him just a little bit here in Binghamton, New York, when he played for the Binghamton Senators. And now he's out in Chicago, in the big city, playing with the Chicago Wolves. Uh, he comes to us from Chicago. He is Pat Canoni. Pat, welcome to the show. Pistol, it's great to talk to you again. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. Um, first of all, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, you know, growing up in Bayport, New York and everything. You know, uh, talk a little bit about, you know, growing up there. What was, you know, life like as a, as a youth hockey player or just a youth, um, athlete as it is? Yeah, growing up in Bayport is great. Um, you know, it's not, it wasn't really a big hockey community. And if it was, it was more the, the roller hockey aspect. So, um, I started playing roller at a young age in, uh, Bayport with, uh, you know, friends from the neighborhood and stuff, and roller leagues. Um, so it was great. Uh, yeah, living by the water was really, really nice growing up too. You get the the day right there, so it was uh, it was a real fun fun time when I was a kid. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and and explain to everybody where Bayport is, if if in case they don't know. Um, Bayport's on the uh, out in, uh, out east in Long Island. It's, it's like a good sixty two off the Long Island Expressway, um, the South Shore. So. Um, yeah. Now, when you were actually here in Binghamton, um, the, you know, there was obviously, I believe, and I gotta look at the, make sure that I get this right and everything, um, there was obviously the, the you know, Sandy that came through and hit and everything. And yeah. I think you and Hugh Jessamine obviously were affected very heavily on the team because of, you know, being from that area and, 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 and whatnot. Can you talk a little bit about how Bayport was kind of hit with, you know, um, Sandy? Yeah, we actually, uh, Binghamton did a great job. The Senators, the organization did a great job. And, you know, having us as Senators get involved and in, in trying to help in any way that we can to, to the New York community. So, you know, it was really great that they did that for us. I believe it was me, Hugh Jessman, Ben Bishop, and Eric Kriba. Yep. We took a bus down with supplies uh, down to Long Beach, Long Island. So it was really cool for us just to kind of help out. Um, Bayport was actually pretty lucky in the fact of the storm. We uh, we got a lot of flooding, but no substantial house damage was done, which was great. So um, just a lot of water, but, you know, we, we dealt with it good, and uh, we got pretty lucky. But... Other part, other parts of Long Island and Tri-State area weren't so lucky, so it was uh, it was a crazy time. How important was it? I remember seeing the pictures, you know, coming out of you guys going down there, and uh, um, you know, I, I know equipment manager Tom Severinsen, I think, went with you guys and and, and yep, whatnot, and a couple other people from the Binghamton Senator staff, and you guys were taking supplies that Binghamton fans had put together, and, and Binghamton had been hit, you know, in 2006 and 2011. How, you know, I mean. I know you're in Chicago now, but did that really put a warm spot in your heart for the city of Binghamton and its fans for what they did, even after what they had gone through with those two floods as well? Yeah, you know, it was re- it was really amazing that the the people in the community responded and they, you know, they really they really felt for Long Island and the Tri-State area because of what they went through, so they could relate and they know how hard it is for you know home, small homeowners and businesses that you know are affected by by those type of things. So the the response we got from the community in Binghamton was phenomenal. I believe we had a, a game one night we promoted we promoted it and, and told people to bring what they could and, you know, we had so much supplies to bring down to to Long Beach. We pretty much filled up the whole 
the whole coach bus on the bottom. So it was uh, it was really cool, you know, and it was really it was really nice. and just kind of showed what uh, how kind and caring the people of Bingo are. It, it really does. Uh, talk a little bit about playing hockey. Obviously, as 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 a youth. Uh, did you have to travel a lot in, in, in far distances? Like you said, there wasn't a lot of hockey maybe in Bayport. Where did you have to travel to, to to get to play competitive hockey when you were young? Well, you know, I was lucky. I mean, kind of about a half hour, 45 minutes away, there was um, a rink and the travel team was out of there, Long Island Gulls, and there's another team in Suffolk PAL, uh, which is pretty close to me too. So I, I ended up playing for both those teams, you know, growing up, and then obviously – um, as you get older, you kind of make the decision to move away from home or just stay home, play juniors. So, um, dealt with that, you know, and also when I was a kid, uh, in the summers, I'd play for a travel team in Connecticut, Connecticut Yankees. So the commute there, I was going there two, three times a week for practice during the summer after work. My dad would take me and we'd be in the car, seemed like all night. But, uh, you know, it was, uh, those were one of the things that we had to deal with. But it was just, uh, as a kid, you just love hockey and you just want to play. So, you know, you pretty much go anywhere, do anything for that. Now, now, growing up, I got to imagine that you were, you know, a fan of one of the New York teams, or maybe even a New Jersey team. How did that kind of play out for you as a young kid? Who were you a fan of originally? Uh, originally, I was a fan of the New York Islanders. Uh, mm-hmm. My family, my grandfather had season tickets when, uh, you know, through the eighties and nineties, when the Isles were really good. So I grew up watching them all the time, and that was my team. And then. You know, as you get older, you still root for the Islanders, and then as you start playing pro, you kind of just, uh, you don't really have a favorite, but you just keep an eye on what's going on. So, but you have kept an eye on, especially Islanders this year. I mean, they got a really great team, and they're playing well, too. Yeah, it's, it's actually, it's actually really cool when they're, when they're, uh, playing this well and doing this well, because, you know, people of Long Island, like, they're good sports fans, so, you know, when the team's doing well, they they get back and show their support. So it's pretty cool just to buzz, uh, buzz around Long Island from them. So, yeah, they're doing a great job. No, absolutely. I, I don't disagree with you at all. The decision to go play for uh, Miami University out of Ohio, uh, how how'd that come up for you? Uh, you know, did they scout you? Did you go there? I mean, how did that work out? Uh, you went to go play for Miami University. Yeah, well, I was playing, uh, I was playing um, junior hockey in the USHL out in uh, – Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and uh, I was playing for a team of the Rough Riders out there. And uh, basically, um, I guess they were just had a couple games throughout the season and took a liking, so they asked me to go on a visit. When I did, uh, I loved everything about it, so I knew it was where I wanted to go for the next four years, and I was fortunate enough that they offered me a scholarship, and, uh, you know, probably the best decision I've, uh, I've ever made. Uh, without a doubt, when you got there, um, there was some, there is some, there was some really great players. Um, obviously, on that first team for you guys, Carter Camper, um, Alec Martinez. Um, I'm trying to think, Andy Mealy, who's been on this show, and I absolutely love and everything. Vincent Laverdes, Jeff Zakoff, some really good. I mean, that's what I love about Miami uh, University out of Ohio is, is that they truly are really building a program that is producing pro after pro after pro, and that's phenomenal. Yeah, Miami's uh, they come a long way, and you know pretty much everything about the whole program. Um, you know, when I was there, they were really good, and even before I was there, they were they were excellent. So it just goes it's just a testament to the coaching staff they have there, and you know the kind of guys that they're bringing in, that they're recruiting, and uh, you know not only are they picking great hockey hockey players, but they're also picking great guys that uh, you know are good people. So I think that's really important, also. 
Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to play with guys like Neely, Neely Camper, Tommy Wingle, and Verdi for four years, Justin Vive. Um, so, you know, it was great being with those guys for those years, and uh, we had a lot of fun. Oh, without a doubt, and Chris Weidman, who is, is playing yeah, here in Binghamton. Weidman, yeah, that's right. Another one, Chris Weidman. I was with him for three years. And yeah. Wides, Wides is awesome. Love everything about that kid. So he's having a great year this year. Couldn't be happier for him. Now, Camper, now, now Camper and Mealy both said that, um, without a doubt, Chris Weidman thinks he's a better basketball player than he is. Can you add to that at all? <laughs> I can attest to that because he does think he's pretty slick. He he kind of goes the old school with the high shorts, high socks, and jerseys. So, um, but uh, he's got he's got a little bit of game. But he definitely he's like a, he'd be like a grinder, I'd say, in basketball. You know, just get in there and get those rebounds. Now, did you guys know while you guys were playing there that Curtis McKenzie was going to be such an outstanding pro as he has so far? Um, to be honest, I wasn't sure. You know, I knew he was a great player. I knew he had the uh, the capability to, and um, you know, he was actually he had an un- unbelievable freshman year, and then kind of tailed off towards his sophomore year. But he really turned it on his last two years, and couldn't be happier for him. He's uh, he's definitely having a successful pro career, and he's one of the nicest guys we've ever met. So, you know, it's awesome for him, and it's awesome for the program Miami to have an alumni like that. So it's uh, it's really great. Without a doubt, and it's it's becoming a program that's just doing so very well and everything. What did you learn about yourself at that program? Because when I talk to a lot of kids who go and play collegiate hockey, whether they come down from Canada or they're U.S.-born kids playing collegiate hockey, they learn so much about organization and time management and things of that nature. Um, and i got to imagine it very much the same for you as well. Yeah, for sure. I definitely just... You know, building relationships with people outside of hockey, I thought was was really big. You know, um, people that didn't really have anything to do with hockey, just whether it be a teacher or another student or something, just kind of building relationships that way and kind of networking that way. I thought I learned a lot in those four years. You know, some people get so wrapped up in the little bubble or that they're in or whatever they, you know, don't see outside of it and don't experience things. So definitely for me, relationships with other people and um, just being able to grow in four years. You had two good years with, obviously, the Binghamton Senators. And, uh, um, you know, I, how I remember you in a lot of cases is one of those guys that when you really needed that um, that face-off win, you were the guy to go in there. Now, you could score goals, and you could, you know, you were a playmaker also as well. But it was one of those things where you really would go in there and win those face-offs and then maybe battle in the corners a little bit. You know, as you became a pro, did your game change a little bit from when you played collegially? Or was that kind of how you were you know, kind of transitioning in from college to pro? Um, a little bit of both, I think. I think, you know, I was always the kind of guy that's pretty good at the dot. And I uh, just, you know, as you also, as you play pro, you kind of got to find what, something you're really good at and, you know, kind of, you know, uh, make it your own and, and get really good at it. So, so that way you have an opportunity to play and you put yourself in a good position. So definitely as you turn pro from the collegiate level, you kind of got to, you know, focusing more on what what you can do for the team, and you know what's going to help you uh, get to the next level. So, you know, I had a great great years in bingo. Um, so that was a lot of fun for me. And yeah, just kind of when you're that pro, you gotta you gotta really find your niche. I feel like. You're in your second year now with the Chicago Wolves. First of all, how did that you know kind of get worked out that you you went and uh, you signed with the Chicago Wolves? 
Yeah, actually, I got a call one summer. I think it was two summers ago that I was uh, actually got traded to St. Louis um, from from the Ottawa organization. So I knew that the Blues were just changed their affiliate with the, and signed with the Wolves. So it was actually really good timing for me because at the time I was living in Chicago in the summer. So mm. it worked out perfect, you know, for me moving at, from a moving wise. But you know, at the same time, I had great years and you know, and I was uh, really comfortable there and having a lot of fun. But uh, it was a good thing for me. Now, I mean, it's it, it, but it's a different element in Chicago. Not just because it's a big city; it is definitely a big city. Some players love the small cities of like you know Binghamton and Springfield and Glens Falls and everything. It's a different element in the bigger city, obviously. But Chicago with the Wolves also run their team differently because they bring in sometimes their own players and whatnot. Like la- you know, last season Corey Locke and I think Keith Coyne. Guys that they brought in because they want to build, you know, you know, potential championship type game, teams and everything. So talk about that kind of dynamic going from Binghamton, where Ottawa provides all the players, to Chicago, where it's a different element because the Wolves organization themselves like to bring in players as well. Yeah, exactly. It's totally different. Every every organization I feel like runs their minor league team differently. You know, a lot of teams use prospects, um, and other teams use a mix of prospects and who their other affiliate is. So, um, it's great. It's great because the Wolves are always looking to win, and I love that. You know, about them, they they'll kind of sign like an older couple of veterans to try and get that presence, and also blend in. You know, the mixture of the young guys. So, um, I think it's pretty pretty cool how they do that. They're kind of similar to what Hershey does in the East. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of relate to that. Um, you know, but it's great that they always have a competitive team and they're always talking about a championship. So it's, uh, it's really cool as a player to be in that competitive atmosphere all the time. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Have you? Travel's a lot different too out yes. here in the West. It's, it's so much different compared to the East where you're in the East, you're in your bed every night pretty much. <laughs> the routine you're playing is pretty close, which is, which is great. So, uh, yeah, it's just totally different, something I get used to. Um, now the the other thing is is I'm wondering have you had a chance whether it be because of injury and I hope not because of injury but or because you you just had to sit out have you had a chance to just kind of sit in the press box or in the corner somewhere and watch the fireworks show before they start the games because I got to be honest with you I, I was out there two years ago uh, for a Chicago Wolves game and everything it was one of the best things i've seen in all of major league sports they do a phenomenal thing for their fans before they start the game all right i've seen it from a distance plenty of times um it's actually yeah it's really cool it's amazing uh what they do for the fans and the kids love it so it's it's really neat you know the first couple times when you're when you're on the line for uh the national anthem the fireworks go off after and you kind of forget and it kind of scares you a little bit so that's pretty cool and just the whole all the way they do things in that aspect is awesome. The whole marketing team and everything that they get ready for us is really cool, and we get treated very well. Pistol, one of the things I like about you, that I absolutely love about you, is that you're not afraid to go outside of the the hockey world and have, show that you have an interest and a passion for something. Uh, th- this year, I don't know if it was the, the first year you did it or if it was the second year you did it, but you and your wife, uh, Mrs. Pistol, um, actually <laughs> kind of worked on a blog for the Chicago Wolves website about The Bachelor. Was this something new? Do you Is, 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 this, is this something that you like? Um, uh, tell, tell us how this came about. Well, my wife and I, Natalie, were actually frequent viewers of The Bachelor, class Bachelorette, so... You know, we pay attention and we know what's going on and 
once somebody uh, within the organization got wind of that, they asked <laughs> uh, write, <laughs> write a blog for the upcoming season. It's one that just passed. So uh, yeah, yeah. So most of the writing was done by Mrs. Pistol. I was there putting my input and telling her what I thought was funny and what I thought you know some embarrassing moments were in the sure. episodes. So. It was a lot of fun for both of us. We had a great time, and it was pretty cool to see that people were actually reading it. So well, <laughs> it was don't, pretty neat for us. It, it is pretty cool, but it, it really kind of – I mean, listen, there there are certain things I watch on television that are that are uh, guilty pleasures, so to speak. It, it, it's, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. That's pretty much one of them for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and there's nothing wrong with that and everything, and I, I absolutely love it. But, but so many athletes wouldn't show that side of them, and, and I, I think that's, that's what's great – about you is, I mean, you have a pat. No, I wouldn't say a passion, but you enjoy yeah. a guilty pleasure, and it's really great that you and your wife can kind of work on that together and put that out there, and for the fans to see that and everything. My question now is, did you get a little ribbon from the players? <laughs> to be honest, not at all. Really? About ninety percent of our team watches the sh- watches the show. <laughs> I love so, it. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah. So we actually would just discuss about it in the locker room about the episode and what we thought was hilarious and. You know, what we thought was embarrassing and what girls messed up, whatnot. So uh, I didn't catch any heat, which is actually pretty surprising. Okay, so before I move on to the, the couple games you guys got coming up uh, this, uh, this, this weekend and everything, um, if you or Mrs. Pistol were not with each other happily, would you either one of you go on the show? Um, would we either one of us go on the show? Do you think? She might. <laughs> um, if, I don't know. That's a tough question. I don't know if I could put myself through that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure maybe I could. I'm, I'm sure maybe I could. Mrs. Pistol wasn't in life, but uh, yeah. you know, it's a tough decision for. Sh- so I'm, I think she's for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Very, very, very cool. Obviously, you guys have a few games this weekend. You guys just played Utica, one of the best teams in the league, without a doubt, um, on on Wednesday night to beat them in overtime, two to one. That's one of those games, and I kind of look at it this way: when you're playing against a top team like Grand Rapids or Utica in the league, and you're a team that's kind of like in the middle of the pack of the playoffs and everything, you're really kind of gauging yourself: how are we going to play against these guys potentially in the playoffs? Is that got how you guys look at these two games here? against Utica, the one you guys obviously won last night and the one you guys got coming up on Saturday? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, teams like Utica and like Grand Rapids are great measuring sticks to see kind of where you're at. And uh, you know, we're, we're in a tough position right now. We're battling for a playoff spot. So I think we're kind of trying to approach every game as in that aspect and just make sure you're ready for it no matter kind of who you're playing. But uh, we got a uh, big win the other night against Utica, so it kind of puts a little confidence in the guys knowing that you know, we can play with any team in the league. So, um, yeah, these are two big ones coming up, and we're looking forward to it. What do you think your role is on this team for the uh, for, for Chicago this season? Um, I think kind of switched from last season and think uh, kind of been put in a position to be more of a leader this year and kind of, uh, you know, go out and be good on the power play, be good at the face-off circle, just be kind of an all-around player and just kind of lead by example. So I feel like... I've uh, gotten some more responsibility this year, and you know I was happy to bring it on, and uh, things have been going pretty well so far. Um, I, I, do you like that role? Do you like that you're put into that position to kind of lead a little bit? I do, yeah. I think it uh, kind of brings out the best in you, I think, in my opinion. Um, you kind of got to always be ready to play, always be lead by example, so it kind of puts a good added pressure, I feel like. Uh, in college, I kind of felt myself as a leader in that aspect also, so... You know, it's something I'm not 
I'm not unfamiliar with. Awesome. All right. Well, you guys got obviously uh, you know great weekend coming up. Obviously with uh, one more game against Utica, and then Rockford comes into town, and that's always a big game between those two cities because uh, Rockford's just up. You know, I think what about an hour and a half, two hours up the road from you guys in Rosemont, yeah. and uh, so that's obviously a big game as well. Good luck this weekend. I'm so glad to get to talk to you again, Pistol. You're you know you're one of the great guys that uh, you know came through Binghamton, and uh, glad to have you on the show. Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right. We'll be right back right after this, right here on the Power Play Post Show. Thanks for listening to this Power Play Post Show interview exclusive. Remember to join Bob and Megan every Thursday night for an all-new edition of the Power Play Post Show.